0: Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. I'm Nicole Tomasi, and in this episode, I am pleased to welcome back Rebecca DeRose Croft, Managing Director for Westchester Education UK, and Jennifer Cole, Director of Humanities for Westchester Education Services. Today's topic is going to be focusing on English language teaching and how it requires a global perspective to bring outcomes of student success. Rebecca and Jennifer, welcome back to Westchester Words. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Great to have both of you back here today. So to begin with, I wanna go a bit high level here and examine what are the trends that you're seeing in ELT publishing and what are the potential impacts this could have for uh, educational content? How about we start with you, Rebecca?
1: course that's fine um so just to clarify to begin with then that when we say elt this also refers to ell so this co- this conversation covers both um i think at the moment i'm seeing a particular drive and quite rightly to produce content that is diverse and inclusive i think publishers and educators are realizing that it's not appropriate to create content in a vacuum and that's true for elt but also for you know across all subject areas uh, and that instead we should be creating content that's diverse so when I think back to when I was teaching English to adult learners, I had an incredibly diverse class from all corners of the globe, from hugely diverse backgrounds, and I would have really benefited from having teaching resources that had a global feel and reflected that global audience. So um, I think that's what the market's asking for at the moment, and we get a real feel for that on the on the UK side.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree with what Rebecca said. And on the US side... It's when we're talking about materials for ELs, it's not limited to diversity culturally or diversity regionally, but also that linguistic diversity that you get when you're looking at something from a global perspective really brings a lot more meaningful instruction into the materials that we're creating.
0: When we're talking about um, the diversity of perspectives and the diversity that's Included within the learning materials, do you find that that cross-cultural information helps lead to better insights for teachers and learners and therefore to better outcomes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to echo what, echo what Jen just said, um, each market has its own pedagogy and its own approaches, its own teaching methods and learning styles and, and we see this particularly um, here in Europe, in, in Spain and um, I'm sure in on Jen's side in other Spanish-speaking countries and also in Southeast Asia we see that a lot. So um, I think working cross-culturally our teams can then share those insights and experiences. We then foster that really authentic collaboration um, to enrich the development of those teaching and learning materials. So those insights can really lead to to the creation of more effective instructional strategies um, better results and better learning outcomes for the English language learners.
2: Spanish is a great language to think about when we're talking about you know, global perspectives, because the Spanish used in Spain and the Spanish used in Mexico, while they are still Spanish and they are certainly similar, there are huge differences. And so this is something that by coming to the products with this more global view, we're able to really hone in on, on what our clients are looking for for. The student outcomes, like Rebecca said, and then also we're able to bring all of our different experiences to the table so that we're starting from, I think, a more informed point of view when we're developing instructional materials. Yeah, definitely.
0: When you are working on these projects, it sounds like you're bringing in or have on staff uh, individuals who have backgrounds that bring in these perspectives from having lived in that particular culture. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we would place, um, as Jen as Jen mentioned, you know, Spanish in in Europe is very different to Spanish in Mexico. If we were to have a, a Spanish speaking Product for say Andalusia, we would place that with someone who had knowledge of that area of that those cultures of the pedagogy and the the approaches in those schools. We're not just creating content as I mentioned before, like out of a vacuum. We're really thinking about
2: how that works for the local culture and the and the learners. And it's also something like Rebecca said, being able to have. Um, Individuals who, as their home language and as their home culture, are able to bring that perspective to materials that we're either creating from new or a lot of times, you know, we're doing a translation or we're doing a trans adaptation of existing materials for ELs. And so being able to say, oh, I know that I really want to include a cultural note here about the way that this letter pair is pronounced or this particular sound spelling might be difficult for certain students because this is not how this is pronounced in their home language. Um, All of those things just really, really make the, the products that we work on stronger and also more interesting, I think. Yeah,
1: and then that's interesting. You, you you touch on trans adaptation there, Jen, because that's really when we're thinking about translation, we don't just co- take the content and move it from one language yep. to another. It's really about localizing that language and making it absolutely relevant for the market.
2: Yeah, and being able to start there with materials for students who are acquiring English is a huge advantage. You know, because so many times we're looking at products, and the EL portion is it's just kind of an add-on. And that's not what we want to do. And that's not what our teams do. We really want to create authentic materials from the outset that are going to speak to students where they are so that by the time they're done using this product, uh, the achievements are recognized and they really are well on their way to success.
0: What you're doing is you're taking a global approach on the content, but tailoring it to the needs of the specific market and the specific users within that market. That's what I'm hearing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what we don't want is for, for global approach to be taken as a kind of one size fits all approach, because that's not what it is. It's exactly as you say, Nicole, mm-hmm. it's looking at it from further back and saying, okay, globally we've got the resources to make sure that we're placing this content creation with the right person for the for that market. So as Jen says from the get-go those students have got tailored materials for their first language so that they can succeed
0: in English language learning. I agree. So are there further benefits that clients realize since they are not creating these resources in-house and using a provider such as Westchester to create those resources for them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with making those connections, you know, making the connections with the people and um, the content developers and the, the teachers in the right countries um to make it tailored as we as we touched on so you know a clear benefit is that our global team can bring those networks together but we can also bring our own experience from different countries and different backgrounds. So we get that really diverse range of linguistic and cultural expertise all in one place. As I touched on before, we can also localise that content. So it really caters to the learners from various regions and, you know, adapt that material to reflect those regional language variations, as well as, of course, as Jen touched on, those cultural references and also um, links to their local education system
2: to add to what Rebecca was saying and to just touch on one point, I think when when you look at the different learning standards of the various countries that our clients published materials, uh, one of the great things about globalization, like Rebecca said, is that we can really understand not only the academic requirements um, in, you know, in an instructional way, but also the standards. And in the U.S., pretty much every state has um, standards, whether they're using the Common Core state standards or their their own individual state standards. And then we also have organizations that are dedicated specifically to the enhancement of education for multi learners, organizations like WIDA who put out their own standards. Uh, and so one of the things that we can do by working together and collaborating is we have this richer understanding of what all of these standards look like. Mm-hmm. And so that brings more uh, or it, it enhances the materials in a way that I think that we don't get when we're focusing, you know, solely on a European market, solely on a North American market, solely on an Asian market. And we are really fortunate that we have teams that when you put our teams together, you get this larger worldview.
0: I'll ask one final question to each of you about this subject. How do you find that working in the manner that you do promotes continuous improvement in the materials and for our clients?
1: That's a good question. So, I think collaborating uh, ac- across our teams in the UK and with Jen and Jen's team in the US, um, I think that in itself fosters a continuous improvement because we have that regular communication, we have that regular knowledge sharing. And through that, our teams can identify any emerging trends we're seeing in, in the market, address evolving educational needs, and um, incorporate those new methodologies into the, into the learning materials. So, I think it comes quite naturally just through the way that we collaborate. Um, And I think that collaboration also extends to how we work with our clients
2: and how we work with our network as well. Yes. The only thing that I'll expand upon is our network, which Mm. every time that we start a new project, uh, we are looking for those folks, like we mentioned before, who have that experience culturally and linguistically with the materials that we're working on. And so every time that we expand our network, we're all bringing a little bit more into our knowledge base. And that, combined with everything that Rebecca just said, uh, really makes it interesting to work on these materials.
1: I I absolutely agree, Jen. And it goes back to that original idea of not working in a vacuum. You know, we need to collaborate. We need to talk to each other. And that's both, you know, as as Jen touched on, that's in-house speaking with each other. That's talking to our clients. It's talking to our network. It's talking to teachers who are in the classroom now, which is really important. So I think, yeah, expanding and, and talking to each other, I think, is one of the most important things.
0: Thank you both for taking the time to join me today and uh, explain a little bit more for our listeners about English language teaching and what the benefits can be both for English language learners as well as individuals who are creating those cross-cultural understandings and helping improve communication for everyone. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. If you're looking for previous episodes or want to read additional content that has been shared by some of our guests, please visit our websites, WestchesterPublishingServices.com and WestchesterEducationServices.com. For an international perspective, check out our sister podcast, Westchester Words UK and International, available on the Westchester Education UK website, WestchesterEducation.co.uk, or wherever you stream podcasts. We love hearing from our listeners and welcome your emails at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Tell us what you enjoy hearing on our podcast or suggest topics that we can cover in future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, I look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Westchester Words when we'll be having another engaging conversation about a topic of interest to the education, edtech, and publishing communities. Until then, stay safe, be well and stay tuned.